Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Here we go. What you think about. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm thrilled you could join us today. We are going to be talking with two cousins who have created the Caregiver Club to help support families dealing with dementia. But before I introduce you to them, I always like to give a few shout-outs. And the first one I want to do is to uh, the Mark Arneson Band. Uh, featuring Maya Dore, who um, sings the Clarion Call. You can download that on any of your favorite music platforms if you'd like. And if you're new to our show, you might be wondering what we're all about. Well, bottom line is uh, Alzheimer's Speaks was started because my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years. And so I wanted a show that wasn't just about sound bites, but really sound news. And to be able to raise everyone's voice from those diagnosed to family and friends to advocates and researchers and a variety of entertainers that are involved as well as all the different businesses. There is so much out there to support us, but a lot of times we just don't know about it. So today, you know, we are live. If you want to call in, you can you can do that at 323-870-4602. That's 323-870-4602. And, you know, we're always open to questions as long as they're dementia and caregiving related and as long as we have a respectful conversation. Real minor rules. And since I've been doing this since 2011, we have not had a problem with that. So feel free, again, to call in at 323-870-4602. Now, if you're not familiar with Dementia Map, you're going to want to check that out. Uh, This has been a dream of mine for almost 40 years, and I partnered with Dave Wiedrich, who has the Memory Cafe directory. We have about 150 different categories that you can search, plus there's a blog with some great articles. There is also... um, a glossary of terms because you don't know what you don't know and there's a wonderful calendar of events and today actually we just formally launched our first affiliate program for dementia map uh, featuring pack the positive approach uh, to caregiving with uh with tipa snow so we are uh we welcome them all aboard and um anyone is welcome to use the site. It is uh, free. You don't have to sign in or anything. And if you would like your service product or tool listed in there, um, feel free to reach out to me on that. I also want to give a shout out to Mods Ventures. They are giving seed money, fifty dollars to $100,000 uh, for three different categories. So go to modsventures.org for more information. And I do do a couple of support groups. I always like to give them a shout out. 
One is Arthur's Memory Cafe. I do that the second and the fourth Wednesday of the month. That is sponsored by Arthur's Senior Care. So uh, tomorrow at 1 p.m. virtually, we will be meeting. Anybody can join us. Again, just reach out to me and I'll get you that link. And then also on um, the last Wednesday of the month, Brookdale North Oaks and the Shoreview Parks and Rec Center and myself do what we call a Caregiver Connect. And we are so excited because we're going to meet in person again. We've been uh, doing virtual for a while and that'll be 10 a.m. Central Time. But you can um, either reach out to me or call Parks and Rec at Shoreview at 763-913-6140. Or you can just show up at 10 o'clock at the Shoreview uh, Community Center there. And there is respite for your loved ones, too, that are um, early to to mid stages. And also uh, tomorrow, going to be a very busy day, I will be at the Friendship Village in Bloomington, Minnesota, doing a program for professionals called As the Cookie Crumbles, and that will be from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. And you can register for that by calling 952-646-9100. And then this is exciting. The memory camp is open at Moon Beach in Wisconsin. That'll be August 15th through the 18th. This is for people with dementia and their families to really enjoy some fun outdoor time um, with others living with dementia. And you can register by calling 715-479-8255. We are gonna hear from the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner as they talk about the Footbar Walker and we'll be right back. I love the footbar walker, and let me tell you why. It is the option for my toolbox that I've been waiting for. Let's be honest. There are some clients who, despite our best rehab efforts, just aren't able to return to performing a sit-to-stand transfer on their own. Now I can offer my caregivers an easier, safer option that doesn't involve hoisting their loved one up from a sitting position. I don't recommend this walker for all of my clients, but I do recommend this walker for those caregivers looking for an easier, safer option with transfers. I would also encourage other therapists to add this walker to their toolbox. It's kind of like having my own mobile parallel bars for the client to pull up on. Whether it's a family caregiver at home helping a loved one with Parkinson's or dementia, CNAs in a long-term care facility assisting their patients, or therapists adapting to client and caregiver-specific needs, we now have a very safe and effective option to offer in the Footbar Walker. Check this product out at thefootbarwalker.com. That's it for today from Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. Have a great day, and don't forget, if you can't do it, adapt it. And if you haven't checked out their website, please do so. They have a ton of videos that will help you adapt. I don't care if you're having a hip replacement or a knee replacement or need some um, assistance with bars in the bathroom. Uh, They show everything even out, how to install stuff. They're just, the site is amazing. Again, that's the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. Now, as promised, we are going to be talking about the Caregiver Club, and we're going to learn from the founders how and why that was started. And so basically, 
Today, I've got two cousins on who each are dealing with a parent with a form of dementia. And so we've got Jody Finney and Alicia Christopher, uh, Christopher uh, who have decided to help families care for a loved one with dementia. They know how difficult it is. And I love when people get in this space and decide they want to help others doing that. And so that's how they, you know, decided to uh, to launch their nonprofit, the Caregiver Club. Now, a little bit of background on them, because, of course, they're going to explain a lot more than what I'm telling you here. Um, but Jody's mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Um, which we're going to hear a little bit more about. And then she has received her doctorate in physical therapy from Washington University. She is also married and has four girls. So that sandwich generation we always hear so much about. And then Alicia's father was diagnosed with FTD. So that's that frontal temporal lobe dementia. After years, you know, of searching for an answer of what the heck was going on with him, which is, again, Sad, but very common out there. And Alicia graduated from the College of William and Mary with her Bachelor of Arts degree, and she coached field hockey in the St. Louis area for a little over 20 years on the high school level and club level. And she, too, is married with four children. So I think that's going to be a really interesting conversation because not only are we talking about um, kids, um, dealing with their parents' dementia, but still raising their, their own families and, and trying to work at the same time. I mean, all those different pieces come into play. So welcome, ladies. How are you doing today? We are Great. good. Thank, Thank you, you for so having much. us. Thank you so much for having us, Lori. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to point uh, questions specifically to each of you because it's uh, uh, it's easy for us to, to talk over one another um, when we're on the radio. So I'm going to throw this first one here to uh, Jody. And, you know, I, I had mentioned, you know, that you've got a family member who's dealing, you know, with dementia. And I didn't know if you cared to share any more about that. And also, if there were others in your family or extended family or circle of friends um, who you have uh, dealt with with dementia as well. Yes. So my mom um, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's back in 2017. Um, and so obviously with that diagnosis, you know, the family kind of all of a sudden gets stopped in their tracks pretty significantly when you when you get something like that. So it's definitely been a life-changing um, event for not only myself, but my father and my brothers and sisters. Um, we have dementia in other parts of kind of our family. I have my husband's father had dementia, my sister-in-law's father, my sister's father-in-law. I mean, so it's definitely um, something that touched not only us personally, but also our extended family as well. Um, and then I think one of the things that Alicia and I are finding pretty much every day is that we, you know, with our new company and with this nonprofit and what we're trying to do, we get people reaching out to us, you know, a couple times a day saying, you know, my aunt, my uncle, my cousin, my mother, you know, they've been touched in some way um, with dementia or Alzheimer's. And it's, it's pretty remarkable how many people um, this disease are, is, is affecting. Yeah, it it truly it truly is. Now, Alicia, how about you? Um, is there more you'd like to share with us about your personal experience uh, with your father, and were there others 
uh, in your family or extended family or circle of friends as well that you've been touched by? Yes. So my father-in-law had Lewy body disease and died in 2011. And unfortunately, I didn't know him um, until he was affected with the memory loss. Um, But I did get to meet him and dance with him at my wedding, which was fantastic. Um, And my mother-in-law had dementia. um, And I worked with her through the independent living, then into the assisted living, and and then finally into the skilled nursing. Um, She was a dear, dear woman. And then, as you know, my father was diagnosed with frontal lobe dementia, which has definitely been um, a new and interesting journey that we are on right now. Wow, that's a that's a lot of touch points there for both of you two. Um, most people don't have quite that many, and so that's that's pretty significant. Um, I'm gonna throw this first question out to Alicia because I want to I want to get to, you know, how and why did you guys come up with the Caregiver Club? You know, why did you think it was important to step into this space bigger than just your own, you know, dealings with your own family members? Yes, yeah, so my mom had gone out of town um, when she is the primary caregiver for my dad, and um, she wanted to go out of town on a girl's trip, and I told her, absolutely, I will be happy to stay with dad because, um, you know, she just needed some rest, but she needed a little bit of care. So it was a very eye-opening experience to me doing the 24-hour care um, from the routine and the medicine and the shower but what I realized or what was the hardest for me was when we went out to lunch and out to dinner because dad's frontal lobe, he is extremely active. He wants to constantly be going and where are we going next and what are we doing? Um, so we were out to lunch and dinner every day. Um, it just, it, it just was a very difficult transition for me. And I started writing notes. I just started writing notes to everybody that we came in contact with that. This is my dad. He has frontal lobe dementia. Please be patient with us. And I I just found that it quickly told my situation. I didn't have to um, explain it over and over. My dad, in the beginning when I didn't do that, would say, what are you saying? What are you saying about me? And I really wanted to just make it quick and simple. So I just hand wrote some notes. This is my dad. He has dementia. Please be kind. Um, And I found that when people came back to the table after they read that, there was such kindness. There was such compassion. It it truly changed the whole feel of everything. And it really made such a difference and an impact for me each day, knowing that if I gave these out, lunch would be great. Dinner would be great. We could get through it. He does have some awkward moments and he does have some inappropriateness. But again, when I, when I told my story, when, when people understood what was going on, the compassion was just incredible that came back. So Jody and I, as you know, are first cousins, and um, they were over, Jody and the girls were over carving pumpkins on Halloween, and I said to her, you know, Jody, I really want to do this. I've been writing these cards with Dad, knowing the journey that she had gone on with her mom, and I said, I really think we can help people with this. Like, it really made an impact. It really makes a difference in just your day-to-day life, and I I would love to do this. And um, Jody was fantastic and said, I'm in. I'm 100% in. And then on February 14th, we launched um, the caregiverclub.org, and we have just been on a fast-moving train ever since. Oh, very fun. Um, Jody, is there anything that you'd like to add? Yeah, no, I think that Alicia, you know, nailed it. I think that one of the things, you know, between the launch of the company in, in Valentine's Day until the present is how much support that we 
have not only gotten from the St. Louis community, but, a, you know, a, you know, nationwide in terms of really helping caregivers who, you know, pretty much needed our help six months ago to 10 years ago. And it's, and I think that's why we're getting so much traction and, um, and love and support is because, you know, the caregivers are this unsung hero that um, really are doing 24 seven nonstop work and they um, really needing our support. And so it's really been exciting to watch the company kind of take off since February. Um, and I think that is kind of a testament to what's needed in the community. I have a, a question for you, Jody, and, and that is a lot of times people step into this space, but they don't know how to connect to the people in need. So how are you guys doing that? How are you, you know, you sound like you're, you've been making a lot of connections just since February here, and I'm sure uh, you were scheming and planning and connecting way before um, the formal launch as well. But how, how have you how have you been able to dive into that? Um, I think that one of the big things um, is really just working and networking and being willing to meet all sorts of people from all different industries. I mean, everybody from the restaurant industry to the senior care um, consulting industry to, you know, the assisted living and community, you know, senior community care um, individuals and and beyond. And I, it's um, – First, and I want to. I, I think that the community itself, regardless of dementia, I think the senior care community is just so welcoming, so fantastic, so willing to help. Everybody that we've met has been, you know, kind of open arms to us in terms of making other connections and opening doors to different, um, you know, networking opportunities. And I think that that's just a testament to the community itself. Um, not only St. Louis, but, you know, just the general, you know, geriatric community and people that are helping the elderly, um, really, they're special people, they take a special personality, and I think that um, lends itself to us being able to make those connections and being able to have those meetings and really meet um, fantastic people that are wanting to further our mission and further support us in ways, whether it's, you know, doing dual branding of our cards, which is an option, and getting our cards out there and into hands of community, you know, into hands of caregivers as much as possible, to, you know, restaurants being willing to host events, to different St. Louis organizations that are willing to do other, um, you know, also help us, co, you know, co-hosting events and things like that. And um, so I think it's really a testament to the, to the senior community and the people that are working um, for these individuals and with these individuals. It's been, it's been amazing. Oh, great. Um, Alicia, was there anything that you wanted to add in terms of how you're reaching the community? Uh, no, that, that really is. It, it has really been a pleasure to meet so many different people in so many different fields. And like Jody said, they have all been so supportive and willing to help us and, and give us other connections and, you know, people we might want to reach out to next. And it's, it's really been a pleasure. Okay. So, Jody, with these cards, where did you, how, I should say, how did you come up with the idea or did you see them being used um, in other spaces and just felt that they needed to get out more? Um, can you give us a little more background on that? Sure. I mean, I think once Alicia kind of brought the idea to um, my attention and we really took you know, our vision and what we wanted to do with the cards forward, you know, with in terms of design and logo design and actually, you know, meeting with lawyers and getting the 501c3 started. And once that kind of was, was you know, established, 
really getting the cards into the hands of caregivers as, as much as humanly possible and really kind of explaining what the cards are. I think it's a new concept for people um, in, some, in some respects. And so a little bit of um, explaining what the cards do. So they are a business size card um, and they say on the back of them, they just say, I am caring for someone with dementia, Alzheimer's, please. We appreciate your patience and kindness. So it's quick. Um, it conveys your situation. They are meant to be carried by the caregiver, um, you know, carried in your purse, in your wallet, in your coat, in your car, in your backpack. Um, some people have like little, you know, slides in the back of their phone. Um, and so they're meant to be carried by the caregiver and then it distributed when you're out in public with somebody that has dementia or Alzheimer's. So you're out in an outing, whether you're going to a restaurant or you're going to, um, you know, the airport or maybe you might be at the grocery store or just general shopping, running errands. Maybe you're at a sporting event and you're handing them out, you know, to the people around you. So it's really meant to um, be that kind of instant convey of communication to allow you to decrease your stress as a caregiver, to know that I can tell my story without having to, quote, unquote, tell my story. And people will understand what I'm going through. People will have a, more compassion. And I won't be, I'll be able to interact with other people in the community without worrying that um, my loved one might say something or do something embarrassing. And then I would have to kind of go back and explain why, you know, they already, everybody already knows. It kind of puts the level playing field instantly, which we've found to be a, such a good stress reducer for caregivers. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. So I know. Oh, go ahead. No, that's okay. That's kind of, that's the, the general gist of these caregiver cards is really, and, you know, don't ask for them back. We want you to take, you know, hand them out like as much as you can, the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know I've seen um, various types around, but they're, you know, they aren't really being used in terms of, and we'll get into this a little bit more, um, as you are as a, a nonprofit in trying to do some some give back um, to the community and to those that, that care. I know, um, for example, our Roseville Dementia Friendly Group also has a travel group, and and you see these things twist and turn a little bit, but, you know, we added on to the back of ours. Um, we have actually two, one for the caregiver and one for the person with dementia. Um, but we also added on the back, the contact person for the, you know, I'm caring for this person in case the care partner has a heart attack or something, um, who who they need to look for. And then also who's their backup person. Um, if something would happen to them, but, you know, because if you're traveling or, you know, getting a car accident or something like that, it makes it a little um, a little more dicey and stuff. So, um, but I, I love, you know, I, I love the look of yours. I love, you know, the simplicity of getting people just to feel comfortable sharing this in a in a really easy fashion. You know, my mom lived with dementia for 30 years and you know there were moments I wish back then I would have known of something like this because you know you just you kind of you don't know what to say or what to do or by the time you're going to say something now it's too late and it's evident something's off you know and so so that kind of kind of throws you know it kind of throws it all to the wind there so I think these cards can come in really handy and and just I think make a care partner feel much more comfortable in in control when they're out and about 
um, you know, one step ahead instead of feeling one step behind and alone in case something would happen. Because you don't know how to explain it all the time. Um, because sometimes, depending on what happens, you're in crisis and there's not time to explain, you know, um, and, and things. So, um, wonderful. Um, Alicia, do you have some tips or some strategies for, for using the cards in, in different uh, different ways? I know we talked about, um, you know, restaurants and, and things like that, which I think is just so prime. I think so much training needs to go on in those restaurants in terms of how to even ask for an order. Um, I know I'm going to be 63, and it's like, I don't want to know that you have 45 different salad dressings, you know. I, <laughs> I, that's too many for me, you know. Right. Um, and same with, you know, yeah. stuff to drink and things like that. And, and people have no idea how those complicated questions or answers that they're giving us, how they can build frustration, and that frustration can trigger stress and, and trigger symptoms in, in, and of itself, in and of itself. So any tips for people? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, with the cards themselves, um, I always find that before you go out, it's really good to kind of get organized, think about where you're going, think about how many cards you might need or who you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was so cute in the beginning. She would always call me and say, oh, I wish I had your cards. And I'm always like, Mom, you do. Where are they? <laughs> she mm-hmm. said, it just took her a minute to get, get used to putting them in the car. And then, you know, we came up with, all, she's always paying for lunch or dinner. So she puts them now in the slots where her credit card is. So, mm-hmm. you know, she always knows she has them with her at that time. Um, and then, you know, at the hostess stand, sometimes when you have to go and wait, that's a really hard thing for my dad with frontal lobe. He doesn't want to wait. He wants to sit down, doesn't know why he can't sit down. So a lot of times I'll hand those out even at the hostess station before I get too seated at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another another thing that I just love to do with the cards is when someone hands me a menu, I hand them a card. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a, a little switch at that time so that it's not obvious. It's not. They kind of look at me sometimes and they come back, you know, later understanding what the whole process was. Um, and, you know, tips on on other things like that that you said, it, it is so much easier with the yes-no questions when you're dealing with, with someone instead of saying, you know, do you want water, milk, juice, soda? It's, you know, just would you like water? And and that really can give them a yes-no answer and kind of keep it simple. That, yep. that really makes it much easier when we're out. Um, my dad loves to order French fries and onion rings a lot. And, um, you know, sometimes when they do give him too many choices, he does get overwhelmed. So if you can really mm-hmm. keep it simple, it really makes a big difference and makes it easier on everybody. Yeah, I, I think restaurants are such a prime thing. I, I remember taking my mom out and, you know, she used to be able to read the menu when we first started and she'd be able to pick. Mm-hmm. And then, then the menu got just so overwhelming to her. And and I hear this a lot where People say, well, they go out and they always order the same thing. And it's like, well, what's so wrong with that? If they're comfortable with that, go with that, you know. Oh, but they, exactly. But other people are projecting what they should do on it. And then I don't know if you had ever brought your, your uh, folks to like a, um, a smorgasbord. 
But, oh, my gosh, that was confusing to my mom. Initially, it started out well, and then all of a sudden, she'd put a plate down, and her eye would catch, like, the shrimp, and she'd run over there. She'd grab another plate, and she'd start, and then, oh, my gosh, the desserts, and the shrimp plate would go down, and she'd run over, and she had, like, five plates going, and we're like, okay, we can't do that anymore. And so we always had to keep adjusting how we were, how we maneuvered in the restaurant. And so then we kind of stayed away you know, from those types of places, because it was just, you know, she loved being able to see everything and be able to pick, but she, her attention, you know, it just didn't make any sense. And then we also got to the point too of, because she would get frustrated, she'd want to order, but really couldn't order, because she couldn't, uh, she couldn't read the menu. And when staff would ask, you know, when the waiter or waitress would come over, it just got too complicated. So then finally, Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I, I started just doing this and said, you know, mom, I am just so hungry and I can't decide. Would you mind if we order two things and we just split them? Because sometimes, I don't know if this has happened to you, but they, she she would order and then it would come back. I didn't order that. That's not what I wanted. And so then when I ordered two and we split it, she was doing me a favor and it just all melded and it just made it so much easier but, you know, somebody from the outside's yeah. not going to know all of those, you know, what's triggering all of this stuff, you know, because she looks right. fine from the outside yeah. and um, and stuff. So, yeah, oh, my gosh, it brings me back. <laughs> yeah, years. so many. My dad, he loves to order bacon, lettuce, tomato, turkey club. That's his, mm-hmm. it's the way he says it every time. And it's so cute. And they're always like, okay. And then he'll say, wait, did I order a bacon, lettuce, tomato, turkey club? And they're like, yes, sir, you did. And do I have French fries and onion rings? Yes, sir, you did. And then somebody else will order something. And like you said, then he hears something else. And mm-hmm. he's like, wait, am I getting that? I'm like, no, you're getting the bacon, lettuce, and tomato. Oh yeah, that's what I want. I'm like, okay, that's what you got. So <laughs> it is. But sometimes the more options and the more things that are said, the more complicated it gets for them. Yeah. Um, yep. At, at, at lunch. So. Yeah, or they see something kind of being delivered, walk by them, you know. Right, <laughs> and, right. And then he's like, wait, what I get? I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. And when it yeah. comes, the, good, the great thing about my dad really is even if you don't give him what he ordered, he's like, is this for me? Is this what mm-hmm. I got? Oh, thank you. This is great. So it, it's, you know, a little good and bad. He kind of forgets what he has ordered. And when it comes, he gets so excited that it's it, all fun and games from then he's he's excited to have whatever kind of you put in front of them yep well and i think it, again i think it's important for us as care partners to strategize that i mean the card is going to help and it's going to make you feel like you've got support and things but we mm-hmm. as individuals we've got to be looking for these different things and we have to look at you know how do we how do we still accomplish the same thing so that it's joyful in a different manner mm-hmm. as the disease progresses. And there's there's many ways to do it. And I, I don't know about you, but I found, well, what worked one day didn't work the next, you know. Right. But, it, but it was still part of my toolkit that I would try mm-hmm. because I, I never kind of knew what the response was always going to be, you know, with, with that. Um, and, uh, you know, even if someone has to go to the restroom in – in the in the restaurant too yeah. for staff to be able to know if someone's wandering you know if somebody didn't mm-hmm. escort them to the bathroom um those those are huge because nobody wants to be followed and you you know you try to be dignified and and stuff and so when you kind of build that team up that can help it's it's 
huge. It's absolutely huge. Yes, um, it is. My dad has wandered into the kitchen before, and our you know sweet waiter or waitress that that had received a card was like, nope, nope, this way. You're not going that way. And you know they're they're kind, but it is they do wander when when he gets up. He does wander. He doesn't remember where we were sitting the last time. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. you do have to keep an eye on him and 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 make sure that he's to the right seat. Yeah, I had one um, woman in my dementia chats, and and she's we do these things publicly. So true doesn't doesn't mind because of the videos already already out there. But she mm-hmm. made a comment where she's like, I I can go to the bathroom. You know, I can do my business and I can come out and I can look right at him. And I don't, she says, I don't know, it's my husband until I hear his voice. She's like, so I can walk out, I can look at all these booths, but I don't know which one to sit at until her husband, Guy, says true over here. And then she knows. Oh, interesting. And, and so, you know, everybody's dementia is a little bit different and the symptoms mm-hmm. are different and it's, you know, it, it's it's about sharing. I mean, even just by sharing these stories that we're sharing right now helps other people look at their dining experience or going out differently. Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I didn't know that. Like, that that could even happen. That that's a possibility that something like saying their name, you know, would help pull them back um, to where they are because they're, not rec- they're physically not recognizing me when they're looking at me mm-hmm. and stuff. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Jody, how about you? Have you had any um, particular experiences that you want to share about, you know, or, or tips or strategies about using the cards or just caring in general? Yeah, I think that one of the things, you know, dad using the card, um, a lot of it for us was mom's agitation and kind of paranoia about being talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, dad would always try to explain, you know, he's trying to explain his situation, you know, and I remember one time actually at the airport, you know, standing with the flight, not the flight attendant, but the, you know, woman behind the desk checking mm-hmm. the bags and, you know, dad's trying to explain like, don't give her a ticket. You know, this is, you know, this is what my situation is. She's going to ask for a ticket. She wants to have that control and own and hold her own stuff because she's mm-hmm. still, you know, mom was still definitely um, able to do small things for herself, but something like getting through security and having the right ticket that got you past TSA, you know, those are pretty important documents. And yep. dad needed to hold them, not her, because otherwise she would rip it or lose it or drop it or any, I mean, name the millions of things that would have happened with her ticket. So, you know, using the card at that time because mom would be like, why, what are you talking about? Why are you, why are you talking about me? I'm fine. You know, what are you saying to her? Why, you know, and so that level of paranoia when you use something like the card and you can kind of transfer that information without having to talk about it, that paranoia doesn't rise up and that agitation doesn't rise up. So you can kind of have those, those moments that are um, potentially, you know, not tear jerkers, but, you know, that are escalators not even mm-hmm. happen because you're able to transfer that information without having to talk about it. Um, and I think one thing we worked on with the design, we we're talking about the design of the cards, and there are different cards obviously out there. We really tried to make it quick um, mm-hmm. and simple. So we, you know, we kind of test piloted different sayings on the card and we gave them to different restaurant, you know, bar servers without even our parents or, you know, our loved ones there and say, can you read this quick enough? And is it mm-hmm. conveying the information in a manner that is, quick enough because it's, if it's too long, no one, A, no one's going to read it, and B, it just takes too long. You know, your interactions are so brief um, that it needed to really be that brief to get what you needed across. 
Um, so, yeah, we definitely, I think the airport for us, um, as opposed to the restaurants, mom was better at the restaurants for whatever reason. We really found um, within, like, navigating large, large spaces, like a re- like an airport where where it worked wonders mm-hmm. for my dad. Yeah, one thing I'll yeah. just add for the airports, they have a sunflower lanyard now, which is for hidden disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get those free at most of the airports now that they can wear and you can have their information on them, but then you don't even have to say anything because staff is supposed to be trained to know offhand that this person needs assistance and will take guidance from who they're, who they're with much easier without even having to say anything mm-hmm. at all, which is kind of cool. And um, yeah, they're, they, they're starting to do training and stuff at the airports too, which is really nice with TSA because even just knowing can somebody walk through first, you know, and it's like, well, no, that doesn't work because a care partner sometimes has to assist somebody going through the TSA. And if they've already walked through, they don't let them come back. And yeah, it, it, card or no card. I mean, they just have their policies and their rules. Yeah, and stuff, exactly. So, exactly. Um, but I love that you tested out different phrases because I think that's one thing I've heard over the years is this is too much or this isn't clear or whatever. And so, and it has to be quick, you know, it has to be easy to understand and um, be able to be used in a, in a variety of, of different things. Um, I want going to ask um, Jody this question and that is, you know, how are you guys helping caregivers um, over and above, you know, just your cards. I know you have some other products, and um, you. I just heard about a new awards program that you're doing. So why don't you tell us a, a little bit more about those things, too? Yeah. Um, so everything is actually on our website, which is thecaregiverclub.org. Um, so you can go to thecaregiverclub.org, and there will be um, – like to shop for our products, which is our caregiver gift set, which does hold our cards. You get 20 cards. Then we also have our caregiver pin, our button. Um, it's a magnetic button um, that is really meant to be worn by the caregivers um, and really show kind of that instant, um, almost like the lanyard, so to say, where that instant convey of information. Look, I'm with somebody that's got um, dementia, and, you know, please have kindness with us. Just take our in our situation um, so that's what the button is really meant to be worn by the caregivers out in public. Obviously, we've just started out, so that momentum um, and growth of the button is still very new and fresh, but we have we dream big over at the Caregiver Club, so we hope to have that um, really become a symbol of, of our um, dementia awareness. And then we have our bracelets, which um, are an amethyst adjustable bracelet, and that really can be worn by anybody that's really supporting the dementia community. So whether it's um, in remembrance of somebody that has been lost or the caregiver themselves or the, um, you know, the individual with dementia. My mom um, is not really necessarily going out in public anymore. She's in a dementia and a memory care facility, but she loves to play with the beads um, and she's a mm-hmm. fiddler. So she fiddles a lot with the actual bracelet um, while we visit. Um, so th- that kind of pack of three is what our gift set is and that retails for $20. And then we also just have, Refill cards, um, it's a pack of 20 for $10, and then buttons, a pack of three buttons for $10. And that's all on our website, um, thecaregiver.org. And then we also have um, two other major initiatives. So we collect, obviously, being a 501c3, um, another way to raise funds to help caregivers is through our donations, um, which can also be done online. 
um, but we support what's called our caregiver respite initiative. So that is um, basically a pl place for us to um, show and support and give back to caregivers um, in a way that sometimes they just, even the simplest of things, whether it's flowers to um, time away from your loved one, whether it's respite hours away so you can get out um, or tickets to local events, um, but you basically go on our website again and nominate a caregiver. The caregiver can nominate themselves. It's a very simple form. It takes about two to three minutes um, telling just a little bit about um, the caregiver, why they're so amazing, and what they would need to really get a mental health um, break or show an appreciation, show support, show validate that they're doing an amazing job and let us kind of shower them with that with that appreciation and with that love and that support. Um, so again, they can go to our website to nominate caregivers. They do not have to be in St. Louis. Um, paid or unpaid caregivers, all are kind of welcome because I think it's a, it takes takes a village to love and care for somebody with dementia. And so um, we are here. That's what our caregiver respite initiative is really meant to kind of support those caregivers in kind of any way we can. Um, and then the second way we really help caregivers currently in the St. Louis community is through our caregiver companion outings. So these are small, um, about anywhere from 20 to 30 individuals. We kind of call them couples, but um, it would be your caregiver and the companion out um, in an environment that is very supportive. Everybody kind of is in the same boat. We all know that somebody is caring for somebody with dementia and they're out in the community, out of isolation, um, in an environment where they can network, meet other people that are in their same situation, find that support, do something active um, and fun and free of charge that the Caregiver Club will be underwriting. We have one coming up June 13th with a local um, organization called the Women's Exchange, and we'll be offering a fried chicken dinner. So if that's something that appeals to you and you're in the St. Louis area, please go to our website and register because we would like to keep those things small um, by design in order to not be overwhelming, in order to make it intimate where you can really um, make those connections with other people that are experiencing the same thing as you are. Um, the other one is going to be in the end of September, early September, excuse me, with the Botanical Gardens here in St. Louis, where, again, free of charge, um, some light bites, you're really able to, again, network, meet other people that you're, um, that you might not have met and realize that, you know, you're not alone and you've got share stories, network, and then be able to walk the gardens and kind of enjoy an environment. Um, that's really kind of a seamless treasure. Our garden is wonderful. And so um, we're excited to be offering those two currently, we're hoping obviously to expand um, into the into different spaces in the St. Louis um, area. But it's really an exciting, it's exciting to be able to give back and to offer these things to for caregivers and their loved ones with dementia in a way that is, um, you know, building that support, building that community, building that environment that is, um, allowing them to really feel loved and and active at the same time. I, I love the um, <clears throat> caregiver companion outings. I think that is so nice because you know I do a lot with the the memory cafes, but you know there's been over times where people have said, "Gosh, we'd just like to go for a walk, or we'd like to go to the museum, or we'd like to whatever." And I just didn't have the bandwidth to do that, and so I, I love hearing that because I do think it's a great need and some have even said you know we just like to exercise together or you know grab a bite of, of lunch you know but just to be able to build that peer group and feel that you fit in um, and, and 
have that normal slice of life is is so critically important. Now, on those outings, is there a, a fee? I would imagine for those. Um, no, there's no fee. So that's yep. That's that's that is one of the ways that we are using our donated funds is to underwrite those completely. So they are free of charge. Um, Sweet. You just all you do. Yeah, all you have to do is register because we would like to keep that small. So mm-hmm. um, if you go to www.thecaregiverclub.org and register under events, um, and that way we can, you know, we will be capping it at 30 individuals to allow for that intimacy and supportive environment. Um, but that's all that's needed is registration. So, yeah, we are, we are looking to um, underwrite the full cost of those. Oh, nice. And then the the caregiver respite initiative, I think, is so important, too. You know, people are just, um, I I just hear it all the time. You know, they they need the respite. The adult days have have, uh, so many have closed down and haven't reopened, or they've reopened with shorter hours. And so many of them are saying it's not worth their time, um, you know, to take advantage of that anymore because it's more work than what it's worth. And yet, you know, your gatherings, um, I love because it's about living graciously alongside the disease and and letting them feel the support. Alicia, anything you want to add? You guys are doing some really cool stuff. We really are. I mean, our passion and our mission really to help caregivers has been really exciting and really has pushed us to, to keep going. And um, that respite initiative, just that one, even a small, simple act of kindness, as everyone knows, can go a really long way. And so that is very exciting. And, and I'm very excited about our Caregiver Club outings. They, uh, we're excited to get them, you know, get one in the books and, and try our, our chicken, fried chicken dinner. Um, but they're going to be a great space for people to come together. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And um, I wanted to ask, because if, if people, you've made it really clear, your, your website is just really welcoming. I love the colors and the way it's designed. I mean, it's just very uplifting. But if people want to donate you know, they've, they've made it really simple. Here's your caregiver cards and gift sets. Here's how you can donate. Here's your information, you know, for the caregiver companion out, outings as well as the caregiver respite initiatives. And uh, I would imagine there's no limit to what somebody can give. Is that correct? No. <laughs> there is no limit. We will we will take your grandmother's jewelry. We will take your no. Um, we we um, yes. Obviously, I mean, I think that we want to get our cards in the hands of caregivers across the nation, and we want to support caregiver caregivers not only in the St. Louis community but beyond. I mean, like I said, Alicia and I are big thinkers, and we're very passionate about what we're doing. And even though we've just started, I think that the momentum behind our organization is is exciting and it propels us continually forward. Um, but in terms of, you know, but donations are definitely probably our leading way in which we can, you know, allow our mission to move forward and allow ourselves to give back and, and offer those caregiver outings as free of charge and give back respite, respite um, care for um, those people that are just really doing the 24 hour nonstop work so mm-hmm. donations are kind of our number one. We, you know, in terms of it is just Alicia and I. So we really are good stewards of our money. We, we are very cognizant um, of the funds coming in and really want to give back as much as we can. And 
We have um, one intern um, right now that will be a, um, a free summer intern, but we're always looking if, if you need um, service hours or if you would like um, a resume booster. Um, we are, interns are always, you know, welcome to come help us learning about uh, nonprofit work, learning about a startup, learning about the Alzheimer's and dementia community. We're willing to, you know, open those doors for people. Um, and then there's restaurants and local communities. I mean, I know your, your radio station goes all over, but having anybody in the St. Louis community, whether you own a restaurant or you have um, a local organization, they'll be willing to partner with us in a way that can offer these type of outings um, and work with us. Um, we are all, always willing to open those, open those doors and have those conversations and build those partnerships um, you know, to to offer more to the to the area and offer more to caregivers. So those those type of ways to help our our organization are are always needed. Wonderful. Well, anything that we missed, ladies, Alicia? Anything that you think we missed? Um, no. Thank you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity and the time to to talk and to get our mission and our passion out there to, to all of your listeners and, um, you know, blessings to everybody that's going through this journey. You're not alone. We're, we're really all in this together. And Lori, you're fantastic for, for letting, having this outlet for us to do that. Well, you know, I found when I was going through the journey, <laughs> it wasn't there. And it was like, okay, this is a hole I can plug, you know, I, I can mm-hmm. connect people. And <clears throat> I yeah. just think it's so important because, I, the the worst part of this journey is feeling alone and and exactly. feeling helpless and and you know people don't have to feel alone and helpless. There's way too much support out there. We just have to help them connect the dots, you know. And mm-hmm. we have to we have to get people too to also raise their voice and let us know their needs and and share their insights because they're loaded with insights. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what you guys have learned and what you're doing. Yeah, we Everybody do like yeah. to say too. We want to be a positive voice for for dementia. I know it is a very tough road, and I know the journey has a lot of ups and downs, and no day's the same, and anything you plan kind of can go awry. But we want to be that positive voice because I enjoy all the time with my dad. There's a lot of frustrating days, but it is wonderful. You have to find the good, and and you have to keep laughing. We keep saying you either you're going to laugh or you're going to cry, and we're choosing to laugh and and help people along the way and, and make as many connections with people as, as we can to help them through their journey. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Um, important stuff. So again, people can go to the caregiverclub.org. You guys are also on Instagram, Facebook, um, at both as the caregiver club. I think on Facebook, it's STL at the end of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, Twitter, your caregiver, and then underscore club, and TikTok, you're on as oh, a yeah. caregiver club um, org, um, dot org there as well. So I watched a few of your little videos the other day when I was checking yeah, things out. I know, and our website is constantly um, being updated with resources. That's one of the areas we're hoping to expand. And um, so I would encourage people to constantly come back to our website because um, the content is forever changing and forever growing. So it's definitely a space that we're we're actively working on for sure. And I think well, Alicia kind of said it said it so well is that we're really trying. You know, you go back, Lori, sorry to cut off, but that whole concept of not feeling alone and talking about your journey and, and getting yourself out there and knowing that there's so much support. And 
there's so many people in your boat as a caregiver, as a primary caregiver, a secondary caregiver, and, you know, don't be afraid to tell your story because you'd be surprised how many people are there to, to lift you up. Yeah. Well, and, and to listen and to learn. I think so many people don't have an idea of how much knowledge they actually have because we, I think as humans, we always think of, of what we don't have, you know, and what we need instead of mm-hmm. sitting back and going, gosh, you know, I, I've really learned a lot and I could help somebody else out. And we're always going to be 10 steps ahead, uh, behind somebody and 10 steps ahead of somebody else. And so just putting ourselves in the middle and realizing there's no right or wrong in any of that. That's just part of living life. Um, but we mm-hmm. can make somebody else's journey easier. Um, I wanted to thank you guys, too, for joining Dementia Map. So we're we're thrilled that you're part of that. And if if uh, Dementia Map or Alzheimer's Speaks or any of the stuff we do would be helpful on your site, you know, feel free uh, to go ahead and add us. I, I also forgot to mention if somebody wants to email you directly, they can do that by um, just emailing you at info at org as well. But keep up the great work, ladies. This is just, uh, it just warms my heart to hear stories of people in the trenches, stepping up, stepping out and saying, you know what, we can make a difference. We can make this world a better place. And you know, the the bigger our tribe gets, the the better off we all are. So join the tribe, guys. You know, thank you. Join, join the tribe, and you know, to our listeners, um, there's no reason. You know, you can do something. It doesn't have to be big. You know, to make a difference, it can be it can be something small. Because not everybody's comfortable putting themselves out there, like you guys have, in terms of you know going after and applying for. You know, a nonprofit, that's not an easy an easy thing to do um, and can have a lot of headaches, <laughs> you know, to go with it just with, with accounting and things like that. But, you know, everyone can make a difference at any level, and each of them are equally important in my mind. So, again, um, thank you so much. Any, any last comments at all, Jody, from you? Um, I don't think so. It's been fantastic. We really appreciate the opportunity to tell our story and to share. And we we thank you so much, Lori, well, and all you're doing, you. everything. Yeah. Well, thank you, and and Alicia. Um, I'll just ask one more time. Any any last comments from you that you want um, no, to share? No, no. Just again, the the echo of thank you so much, and and um, you know your work is amazing, and we're thrilled to to be on your radio show, and we will keep doing our part to to help people, you know, get through it and and know that you're not alone. Wonderful. Well, have a great uh, Memorial Weekend coming up here. So um, for our listeners, you know, please like, click, and share. You know, we we talked about a lot of little nuggets here. Uh, You probably know somebody who could use a little respite, so nominate them. Go to their site. Um, You know, if you've got the extra cash, make a donation. If you're in the area, you know, sign up for those those gatherings. I think that's wonderful. And again, anybody anywhere can tap into their cards and their bracelets and their buttons, um, raising awareness together. Uh, there's not a better way, you know, than doing it together. So again, thank you all. Next show, we will be talking with Boundary Care. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation as well. All of our shows are archived. I'm going to uh, just let the All's authors take us out because they are doing fabulous work. And I think you need to hear from them too. So until next time, 
Uh, have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye-bye. Hello, podcast listener. If you're caring for a loved one with Alzheimer's or dementia, you'll want to check out All's Authors, the global community of authors writing about Alzheimer's and dementia from personal experience. We have the most comprehensive collection of hundreds of carefully vetted books and blogs covering all types of dementia and caring situations. Our authors' personal stories and painfully learned lessons can help you on your own journey. We also offer a fabulous podcast called Untangling Alzheimer's and Dementia, which you can find on any of your podcast platforms. Remember, you are not alone. One can sing a lonely song, but we chose to form a choir and create harmony. Find us at allsauthors.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.